This is a Capricorn FM podcast. The Legal Corner with Imaliam is brought to you by Outsurance. Outsurance, you always get something out. Outsurance is a licensed insurer and FSP. T's and C's apply. For a couple of weeks now, we have been building or rather having these conversations that are building, uh, you know, our financial futures, conversations that are helping us navigate how to deal with issues of our finances. Uh, it is one that is brought to you by Imaliam. It is the hashtag legal corner brought to you by Outsurance. Joining me today for the conversation yet again, Zanda Nana Rasuela. She has a BSc in mining engineering, but a very deep passion for financial literacy and enjoys communicating or rather educating communities about healthy financial financial management. Good morning, Zanda. Welcome back. How are you doing? Good morning, Chekani. I'm doing well. And how are you? I am doing great. Today, we're moving on to short-term insurance. But before we get into the gist of it, there's short-term insurance and long-term insurance, which we talk about quite a lot. But what are the differences between the two? So so long-term insurance is for life-changing events, right? So you're looking into something that covers for maybe disabilities, critical illness, or death. Mm -hmm. It covers for people as opposed to short-term insurance that covers for positions um, or things. So short-term insurance, um, as mentioned last week, it usually protects us for things that we own uh, or our belongings. Mm. So it will include insurances that covers for something like your cell phone, your car, or your household content, right? So even a homeowner's insurance, this is the way it protects you against the damages that may occur in your house, such as fire or busting of a geezer. So what what tips can you share with our listeners regarding short-term insurance? So what is important when you look into short-term insurance is that when you take a short-term insurance, you need to check the value and the description of the asset that you are being covered for if yeah. it's being captured correctly on your policy schedule. This will help you a lot in avoiding challenges when it comes to claiming. Another tip that I can share is that you need to make sure that you add all the new items or your assets uh, into your policy. Yeah. And you need to regularly review the value of the positions in which you insured for. Um, and if anything... If you sold your items or you're giving them away, please make sure that you also remove them from that policy as well. So um, when it comes to buying uh, expensive purchases with credit, it's yeah. very, very important that you take an adequate insurance. For example, if you're buying a car on credit, yeah. this would really, really help you um, should the car should the car be stolen or be damaged, or maybe if you lose that position? Yeah, definitely. Now, there, I mean, uh, a lot of terms that come with these insurances, and one of the terms uh, is access. We hear this a lot. Yes. What is yes. meant by access? So, when it comes to access, we're talking about the amount that you will have to pay upfront when you make a claim, right? So, when you take up a short-term policy insurance. The insurance company will inform you of the policy of the accessory excess amount that you will have to pay when you make the claim. Right? Mm. Just to give you an example, if your car gets into an ish, uh, into an accident and the total repayments or repair cost is twenty thousand rand, yeah. and of course, depending on your policy, let's say the excess is two thousand five hundred rand, right? So the insurance company will pay. 17,500, and you will have to pay that 2,500 rand, which is mm, an excess. Yeah. And what is also important when it comes to excess is that 
if the repair is below your excess, when ex- for this example, below 2,500 rand, yeah. the insurance company will not pay for anything that is lower than that amount. So having um, an excess simply means that you do not have to claim for everything, for every small thing that can happen or that can go wrong. Mm. Um, some of that risk is taken by you through that excess that you're speaking up. Sure. So with our limited understanding of insurance, there may be various misconceptions. For example, I mean, a lot of people think insurance is for people who are rich, who've got money, uh, yeah, that it's expensive. Yeah. You know, what would you say to those people who think like that? I think I would like to just um, say that insurance is for everyone, um, especially for those who do not want to stress about having a large sum of money um, in case something is to go wrong. For an example, if your TV gets stolen or your car, you get into an accident, your car gets into an accident, if you do not have an insurance, this would mean that you have to replace that TV or you have to fix your car. And you have to do that through your own money from your own savings, and that could be a lot. Or you have to do it through borrowing, yeah, right? Yeah. And many of us do not have that big lump sum of money uh, to pay those bills in case the unexpected happens. So just in case... Insurance can help you against the unexpected losses in case you do not have that sum. So that's why it's important, right? Yeah. So when buying insurance, it is very important that you also shop around. Um, You get quotations from various insurance companies and see which ones or which premiums you can afford and it will suit your budget. We also mentioned that it is important to review your circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. Review your circumstances regularly and update where there are changes that may cause you to reduce that premium that you're charged. Mm, now, let's talk about that. Why is it important to constantly review your insurance or at least once a year? Yes. So it's very important, and that is very important uh, point you highlighted, the Shekane, because we have to constantly review our insurances and also check and indicate if circumstances have changed. As this may affect the premium that we pay and yeah. also the cover that we require. For an example, if you move to a different town or if you travel to work with a car every day and now you work from home or you do less travel, this may affect the kind of cover that you need, right? Mm. It's not the same as when you're still going to work, right? So your premium may reduce. So hence it's important to constantly review and actually indicate to the insurance company of any changes that may okay that have occurred. Sure. So in in the same breath, right, there's this question yes. uh, that that I know that a lot of people have faced in their lives. You know, what happens in a situation where my circumstances do change, as you've mentioned, and I can yeah. no longer afford to pay my insurance premiums? What do I do in that situation? So, yes, that does happen. And when you choose your product, you will need to assess your needs and your monthly budget carefully. Like, it's very important to do so. Mm. So you may consider um, what you're currently servicing, like in terms of outstanding debt, the cost of living, including maybe education, if you're paying for education, um, cost in your household or medical expenses. So you will need to consider the cost of your monthly insurance policy repayment as well against your budget and uh, determine what you can afford within that budget, right? Mm. But if it does happen that maybe you no longer afford your premium repayment, it's very important that 
you consider contacting your insurance company immediately. And you may discuss, you may find that maybe they do have lesser premium for the same cover that you're requiring, um, and they can offer maybe a lower premium. So don't just uh, stop paying the debit order yeah, and because yeah. that will lead to uh, the cover um, lapsing and you may find difficulties when you want to claim. Most certainly. So, Zwanda, before I do let you go, last week we had somebody sending through a message wanting to find out what they do. If the insurance refuses to pay, uh, is the insurance insurer's decision final or is there a process they can follow to review that decision uh, of the refusal to pay? Uh, yes, Chekane. Um, I think I did mention last week that it will be covered this week. It will be next week, actually. <laughs> so, so I'm encouraging listeners to actually listen to our segment last week, next week, because we're, we're going to be talking about consumer rights ah. when it comes to this. Like, oh. What are the different rights that you have and where can you reach out? It's going to be multiple, not only focusing on insurances, but all the topics that ah. we're talking about on what right does a consumer have when it comes to the social agent. Oh, definitely can't wait for that. But uh, we yeah. also did get another question. This one, I have to say, when I got this message, I, you know, I, I sort of kind of laughed a little bit <laughs> before. Okay. So this person says, I, I've been giving a lot of money to insurance since 2002 and I've never claimed. I would like to be, rather, is it advisable to save the money instead and use it in case I need to fix my or replace my car? It's Stephen Ralushai. In Raskororo, so he he probably sat down and calculated all the money he has spent, uh, yes. and then thought, yes. hey, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot." It's true, it's true. That's that's a good question, and I think you can only see that when you're looking backward. Yeah, because something didn't happen, right? Yeah. Just an example: you've been paying since 2002 up to now, and nothing happened. You never got to claim, right? Yeah. But imagine if it was hap- it was to happen in 2002. You would have claimed and you would have been supported for the amount of money which was more than what you contributed. Mm. So the, the concept of insurance, unfortunately, is for the unexpected. Mm. We never really know when that is going to happen. So if you have saved and you have a good lump sum of money, I'll say, you, you know, you know, you can cover anything that can happen um, if your car is to get into an accident. You have to look at it in a today's term. Yeah. If anything is to happen today with me, would I be able to cover, right? Because if he is to cancel insurance today and something is to happen tomorrow, would he be able to cover for um, servicing that accident? So unfortunately, that's just what it is. Um, Sometimes, you know, you get to get insurance this year and next year you get to be paid up because something happens. But then you can spend years without anything anything happening and big up to you because that means you're also paid. Yeah, most definitely. I love how you make a lot of sense also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zwanda. I can't wait for us to have our chat next week. Do enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. Thanks. She makes so much sense. You know, when you're caught to making a bad financial decision, uh, she comes in and makes it all make sense at the same time. I think I love it. I really do. Now, do follow the Imaliami My Money Facebook page for more information and to participate in this week's competition. Tell us what Zaga's big mistake was in the radio series to stand a chance to win 1,000 rands shopping voucher using hashtag Imaliam and hashtag Capricorn FM. So you tell us what Zaga's big mistake was.
was. It is in this week's uh, radio series. And stand a chance to win 1,000 rands shopping voucher. Don't forget to use the hashtag Imaliam and hashtag CapricornFM. The Legal Corner with Imaliam was brought to you by Outsurance. Outsurance, you always get something out. Outsurance is a licensed insurer and FSP. T's and C's apply. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.